Welcome to Stepping Out of Bounds. It's been a long time since we've had a, a podcast out, but it's a new year. Um, I guess new season for Stepping Out of Bounds, season two, 2017. And with that, we also have um, a new president, President Trump. And, you know, there's been a lot of controversy so far I mean, since he's been elected and now um, as he's officially been inaugurated as, as president. And, you know, I think there will be some effects on the sports world. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. I'm Emily Harrard, and with me is Morris Fabri and Julia Kropa on the other side of the glass. So first, we're just going to talk about um, what impacts any you guys think that there might be um, within the sports world um, going forward during this presidency, whether it's um, you think players are going to be more vocal about this president, or if you think maybe the sports world will just chug along as it always does? Well, I think the first impact that that will be had is that locker rooms will be more and more polarized, especially in sports where there's a more, uh, I guess, diverse group of players. For example, you know, Major League Baseball is comprised of almost all rich white men. I feel like those locker rooms are just going to be Republican-dominated, Trump-support-dominated, and so there might not be as much squabbling there, but in like the NFL or, or the NBA, I think there's going to be uh, probably some friction when when it comes to the, because it's impossible not to talk about the things that Donald Trump says and does in his presidency so far. And you know, while people in the past might have been able to set their differences aside and you know, kind of you know, stick to sports per se and uh, just kind of not worry about politics. Now that the the orders that he's issued and the things that he's said have direct impact on players' lives, I think that uh, that there will be more friction in the locker rooms, to, at least for starters. I think there will also be differences between the front office and the locker rooms. That also could be a diversity of opinions that's going to come out. And once again, yes, it depends on sports, but it also depends on what position you're in. And it'll be interesting to see if the front offices try in any way to stifle the players' voices to maintain, you know, a broad appeal, or if they're really going to step back and let the players express their opinions. Yeah, I also think that there that this the, the polarization that is uh, going to be inevitable in this Trump presidency will also lead to a bit of a gulf between players and fans because you know sports fans comes come from all sorts of backgrounds, but. Uh, especially in today's day and age with what with Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, athletes are more able to express their opinions on various political topics and are going to be more willing given the urgency that comes with, you know, the in my mind, the atrocities that, that have happened and will continue to happen under the Trump presidency. And as athletes become more, their opinions become more evident, there are going to be fans who you know, may have been able to, again, put aside differences and support athletes before. And now when they see these athletes saying something that is in direct conflict with their beliefs, they're going to, you know, be more hostile toward these athletes in game situations off the court uh, in all sorts of venues. And I have no idea how that's going to manifest itself in terms of, you know, economic impacts on the sports. I, I, I don't know if there are going to be any, you know, incidents at games, but I think that it is something that will be more evident, more palpable in uh, the near future. 
Yeah, that's very interesting also going from league to league because, you know, some leagues like the NBA allow their players to be more outspoken on issues. But then I'd say, you know, in, in the NFL, it, it could be a lot different. But also within the NBA or the WNBA this summer, um, what some of the teams were wearing um, shirts before games after some of the police violence, you know, standing out against that, but, you know, trying to make it inclusive so you know, everyone could stand towards um, that goal of just, you know, reducing police violence. But the police that um, work those games for the WNBA games said that they wouldn't um, volunteer to work anymore for these games. So I think the WNBA then had them um, said that they couldn't wear the shirts. And so there was a big uproar all about that. So that that was even before the Trump presidency. So there's going to be athletes like that trying to make more stands as there are more um, issues come to light. And so it'll be interesting to see how, you know, impacts like that, um, because obviously one league has so many different viewpoints from its fan base. It can't just, you know, be necessarily on one side of the issue if they want to keep their um, consumers coming, all their consumers coming to buy the product. Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be an interesting variety between different sports and the ways. And even I'm interested to see how coaches and managers take on this responsibility of whether or not they're going to be the ones just kind of focused on doing their job or if they're going to be more vocal, like Stan Van Gundy, for example. Yeah, And the thing about sports, you know, if you're an employee in an organization in a typical job, uh, you you kind of do have to keep your opinions under wraps if they come in conflict with the higher ups, because you know most people at most jobs are pretty replaceable, and if you're expressing views that are not in line with the organizational philosophy of of the the higher ups or that that piss people off in some way, you can get fired. And I don't think that that's really the case in most professional sports. These athletes are so uniquely skilled and bring in so much revenue for these teams that effectively owners can't muzzle their players the way that you know people in power could do in other sorts of like if, if LeBron James uh, came out wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt or something uh, at one of his games sure maybe the Cleveland Police Department might take offense to that but you know Dan Gilbert's not going to bench LeBron <laughs> he's not going to tell him oh you know you're you don't get this contract no they're going to pay players, you know, players are kind of insulated from that kind of a reaction because uh, of their particular skill. So I think that that is kind of why people can look to sports for for advocacy, for people to be outspoken. And that's why you have seen demonstrations in the past year from athletes in the WNBA, in the NBA, uh, and beyond. Yeah, so going off that, if, you know, since players like LeBron James are kind of protected, um, obviously he's not going to, you know, all of a sudden get benched or fired or whatever. Does that mean that he has not just LeBron James, but athletes with such a platform have the responsibility to stand up against some of the things, um, discriminatory things that are being said or happening in the United States right now? Yes, I think they do, and I think it's also a responsibility to rally their teammates behind them. Uh, nothing's more powerful than a united view, which really brings up the question of after championships start happening in 2017, what's the question of teams going to the White House will be an even bigger issue. And I think it's in situations like that 
where the one key player can really dictate how the team responds and it's up to them and that's a lot of responsibility yeah for sure i think that athletes can serve as sort of a galvanizing force for movements toward justice and movements against oppression and hatred that that comes from the the very top of this country uh I, I also would agree that these players have a responsibility to speak up and use their platforms for good. I think that there are a lot of people who might disagree with that, you know, saying that players should be able to remain silent and go about their lives and shouldn't have this kind of pressure on them. But uh, I, I think at some point there there is kind of a moral imperative to speak up and use your platform and fight against injustice and you know inaction is not as bad as you know acting on behalf of of uh forces of hatred etc but it, it it's still not acceptable i think so going back to us saying that you know a full locker room might not agree on a certain issue but just say you were in the nba and the whole team um agreed that they you know they weren't supporters of donald trump um and his beliefs and they they ended up winning the nba championship do you think that they should decide as a team not to go to the White House? Would that be appropriate or would it serve more? Um, would it be better if they went to the White House and then, you know, made a stance, made a comment while there? Or if they or should they just go, you know, be gracious that they're there and not make a big deal? I, I mean, on one hand, they're being afforded the opportunity to meet arguably the most powerful person in the world and I think that that's why there hasn't really been a history of athletes despite there being you know hot button political issues all throughout the history of athletes seeing the White House there there haven't been many athletes who would you know loudly and obviously turn down such an invitation as a form of political protest I think that you will see individuals in the near future, abstaining from visiting the White House. Uh, and I think it would be great if teams could unite and stand against this invitation. But at the same time, it it, it is a pretty big ask, especially when, you know, while these teams might have a majority of players who stand for, for certain issues, stand for certain viewpoints, I don't think that it's realistic to expect you're going to have a, a locker room entirely comprised of people who uh, don't like the president, don't like conservative view. You know, uh, I don't. I don't think you're going to be able to find that kind of unity on any professional sports teams. And I think there's power in the unity if an entire team were to go to the White House and use that platform to voice their opinions. Obviously, the White House has control over what goes inside inside its walls, but still they can take it as an opportunity in the way they you know conduct themselves inside the white house and things they say and do can be seen as a form of protest you know that's a really close setting to be with the president so if they had strong leadership and they're all united they could take it as an opportunity to do a protest yeah, I like that. You know, you on one hand, you're not turning down this opportunity and this great honor that is bestowed upon you, but on the other hand, you're still kind of using it to the benefit of uh, the people that you're trying to fight on behalf of. Yeah, and I like that because I think a lot of times now there are, there seems to be just two complete um, 
completely different sides to the arguments and there's never really an attempt to kind of bridge that separation and actually have a dialogue and sometimes just completely protesting something or ignoring one side you know whatever side you're on isn't going to be the solution to the problem there has to be some dialogue between both sides so that people can you know understand where ideas are coming from and you know maybe that would be an opportunity for that to happen um, but also you know if the athletes if athletes do um, you know protest things or go on twitter and say their beliefs as we said you know not everyone who watches these professional sports are going to have the same opinions do you think I mean, that people will stop watching their favorite athlete if all of a sudden they, you know, get very political on Twitter? Or is it this just like everything else where, you know, a professional athlete might do something that you don't agree with, you know, but you still watch them on Sunday? I think it's going to go on kind of a fan-to-fan basis. I know some people who, for example, Miguel Cabrera, he's got a history of drunk driving, which I think most people would agree is morally abhorrent. He's got a history of domestic abuse, but there's still a lot of Tigers fans out there who want to see him succeed because he plays for the Tigers and Mm -hmm. he's fun to watch on the baseball diamond. He's, you know, kind of friendly with players and they're able to set that aside when think when talking about Miguel Cabrera, the athlete, whereas other people will have their image of him forever tainted by the things that he's done off the field. And I think that that same kind of principle will, uh, corrupt some fans views of the of major athletes when they make political statements one way or another and other fans will be able to ignore myself personally uh i can't really bring myself to see athletes in in the same light before and after i hear of you know something great they've done or something terrible that they've done For, for example colin kaepernick after he made the statements that he did i found myself wanting to watch more of him, really wanting him to succeed out there. Whereas before that, I didn't have much interest in him other than as a fun player. And, you know, the reverse is also true. If I Mm -hmm. find out that an athlete that I follow or like has said something or has done something that's completely contradictory to my, my beliefs, I personally will probably watch less of them and will not want to see them succeed. But the same can't be said because people kind of can't, people have different abilities to separate the person and the athlete. And just like with the Colin Kaepernick example, someone else might, you know, be on the flip side of your view. Um, so I guess, it, yeah, as a, a person by person basis. I think it's a really interesting point that maybe protests could bring more people into sports. I think it usually works in the reverse way, but it would be a really interesting phenomenon to witness if, you know, that protesting actions of certain athletes bring in a larger crowd for some sports that's yeah that's a good point because there are you know especially um in certain sports that might not even already have a big crowd just say the WNBA I mean if they started protesting about a certain issue um maybe that would you know bring people in I mean a lot of their their viewers are actually members of the LGBTQ community and so if they start you know um protesting more about um, rights for members of that community. Maybe people who aren't even basketball fans will attend those events to show their support. So that is a good point. Yeah, and I think it kind of differs for different sports. In, in a sport like the WNBA, which doesn't have as rabid of a following, as devoted of a, of a following as other professional sports, uh, I think that 
that that would be a more likely effect of activism would be to draw up casual fans to this to the sport it'd be the the kind of headlines that'll attract interest whereas uh you know sports that are more established have big tv contracts with you know everybody who would have been attracted to the sport is already aware of it because there's so much exposure for the sports i'd say that activism would be more likely to have a, a deleterious effect as mm-hmm. far as fanhood as far as people going to games people watching games on tv uh so it i guess it kind of depends on the context of the respective sports uh what the impact would be whether it's something to be sought after or something to be kind of pushed aside by commissioners and league offices and moving forward going um you know off of all the things that we've said using sports as a platform you know, next Sunday is like the biggest sports platform in the Super Bowl. And with everything that's been happening, you know, the um, immigration ban that just happened, do you think that there's a possibility that someone within, you know, one of the two teams participating in the Super Bowl will make a stance or try to in the Super Bowl? Or because it's, you know, obviously from a football standpoint, the biggest moment of their life in that regard that, you know, they're not going to be thinking about politics or, or making a point. I mean, I would throw in a third party candidate for the halftime show of Lady Gaga being the most likely to protest. Yes. I like that. (laughs) But on the field, maybe after the game, I would think in comments made to media afterwards, I think would be most likely. I don't think we're going to hear anything political during the Super Bowl or, you know, during the, the football part of the Super Bowl. Mm. I think Lady mm. Gaga is a very likely candidate to stage a protest of some sort. But I think, first of all, uh, the NFL is probably the most blatant offender when it comes to shoving patriotism down the throats of its <laughs> fans. You know, you see military display after military display. You see the gigantic flags draped all over the field. You know, and all of this stuff is paid for, but paid for by the government. But, you know, the NFL is kind of hand in hand with uh, the government. And I think that there is a well, you know, the Patriots are most of the Patriots organization is buddy buddy with Donald Trump. And uh, there's just too much money involved, I think, for for the TV networks involved, for the teams involved to uh allow the sorts of protests that I would like to see during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the number one contender to be able to put up a protest would be Tom Brady just because he's protected by his fame and reputation, but who knows what but will come again, from him. He, that again, he's a Trump supporter, so yeah, yeah it, it's what I'd like to see, but I, I don't expect it at all. And so... I don't know, maybe a little lighter note, but not really. But (laughs) Donald Trump, you know, is very outspoken about what he likes and dislikes not regarding to politics. But, you know, his opinions on SNL um, and other things, I feel like he's also commented on, you know, sports organizations. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, just going forward, how he interacts with the sports world, if at all, you know, if an athlete does say something, if he'll go out, directly attack them or, you know, cause you know, Obama was a baller literally and figuratively. <laughs> so it will be a very different transition just for the sports world. It's such a weird, weird world that we live in now <laughs> because, you know, Barack Obama, 
say what you want about his presidency. He never would have used his platform to like attack an individual athlete or something like that for something they said. But there will be statements made by athletes across, uh, you know, across pro sports, across college sports, you know, across the world of sports. And I think that Donald Trump is definitely petty enough that the president of the United States will use his platform to call out individual athletes and organizations for saying for disagreeing with him. And, and that is I find it absurd, but it's that that's going to be the new normal, I think. It'll be interesting to see, you know, that first athlete who gets attacked via Twitter by our president. <laughs> How what their reaction is going to be? I mean, they have a lot of things they could react graciously or not so graciously, and you know, I'm really not sure which would be the right response in this ridiculous situation. Yeah, you know, apparently Donald Trump can manipulate the stocks of various companies. Can he affect the fortune of various sports <laughs> organizations by you know cast, casting aspersions on them? But I, th- I, th- I think he, I think it's likely that he will be able to have that kind <laughs> of effect, which again is ridiculous but it's i think uh also something to expect and then also though if you know a really famous athlete if like lebron james tweeted something and then lebron i mean (laughs) donald trump bashed lebron that could actually have a you know a positive response for (laughs) lebron because imagine all his fans like donald trump just said lebron was horrible and bad at basketball like imagine the outrage but that that's like two very polarizing <laughs> figures too. You could have a bunch of LeBron James haters who previously were, you know, pitted against Donald Trump, but now that they have, <laughs> they can unite beyond the, beyond this common belief. Maybe that's how Trump's going to unite unite our country behind hatred of LeBron James. Oh no! So now I'm going to become a Donald Trump supporter. No, I'm kidding. Uh oh. But I yeah. Anyways. <laughs> So I guess social media will obviously continue to be a huge impact on the way we live and voice our opinions. Hopefully, you know, someone is able to get the president to not say as much on Twitter. But if he continues, then it's going to light probably a lot of fires within the sports world. A little unrelated, but I, I don't I can't imagine how this executive order, this Muslim ban would have gone forth without twitter to instantly alert people around the country that this was that this was happening you know like 10 even 20 years ago i feel like the toll exacted on uh, on the refugees the people that are being detained at airports would have been way way more devastating if not for the instant reaction this is a bit you know this is stepping out of bounds even for stepping out of bounds because (laughs) it's totally outside the sports world but i thought it was uh, kind of an interesting phenomenon that that's how it was treated in, in today's day and age. I mean, I think there actually was potential, not in the situation we're in right now, to affect sports, but if this ban had been enacted and then the United States was holding the Olympics, where would we be? Hmm. Obviously, that isn't going to happen in the next four years, but uh, even looking forward to the next Olympics, it'll be interesting to see if countries take any action against the United States in anger. And given the plummeting reputation of the U.S. on the worldwide, I'd say it's a plummeting reputation. Some people might disagree. But I wonder how international sports competition committees will react to our bids to, you know, host certain events or even participate in certain events if, you know, if Donald Trump continues to piss off the rest of the world. And on the flip side, could he command 
that the U.S. Olympic team boycott the Olympics. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a can <laughs> of worms. It could happen a second time. It'd be interesting. It's yeah. a heck of a can of worms. I, I, I wonder how much influence Donald Trump himself will have over uh, the Olympic sports teams. I think Jimmy Carter was responsible for boycotting the Moscow Olympics. So it could happen again. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's interesting when he decides he wants the hands of government on something and, and when he doesn't. So does he want to be involved in sports will be interesting. Well, he's already made a disparaging tweet about the MLB, so the ball started rolling. Yeah, I think that anywhere that he can exert influence and reach a bunch of people, I think that he'll be more than willing to stick his hands in that in, in that sort of business. All right, so it looks like we've decided that, you know, well, the current world is just in, in chaos, but it could quickly move to the sports world, and hopefully athletes will use their platform to stand up for what they believe is right. I guess even regardless of their political beliefs, it's always important that people are able to express their opinion on either side of the issue. So um, with that, I'd like to thank you for listening, and thank you for our, our guest, Morris Fabrion stepping out of bounds today so thank you for listening and hopefully um the political turmoil of the united states doesn't continue to grow dear mr president Come take a walk with me. Let's pretend we're just two people and you're not better than me. I'd like to ask you some questions if we can speak honestly. What do you feel when you see all the homeless on the street? Who do you pray for at night before you go to sleep? What do you feel when you look in the mirror? Are you proud?